Welcome to Brit David Podcast, as Pastor Tim brings us a message entitled, The Kingdom of God, Luke chapter 13, verses 18 through 21. The kingdom of God is not a geographical kingdom, or a political kingdom, or a social kingdom, or even an abstract idea of kingdom. It is simply the rule and reign of God. That may seem like a small thing to some, especially since they cannot see it with their eyes. But Jesus makes it crystal clear that God's kingdom is both real and bigger than you can imagine. Let's explore what Jesus said the kingdom of God is like. Here's Pastor Tim. Amen. Very good. All right, we're going to let our kids go out to Campfire Kids. Uh, We'll let you have a seat, and if you've got your Bible, go ahead and turn with me to Luke chapter number 13. Our kids had such a good time last week and uh, looking forward to a good time again today in their Campfire Kids. That's just such a special time. I hope that you, as a family, will take time to talk to them about the, about the worship service, about the passage, and uh, because they're studying the very same thing that you are. And where we are today is, is not necessarily an easy passage to deal with. It's one of those where uh, we tend to mix our definitions depending on who we are and what our upbringing might have been. If you're in Luke chapter number 13, I want to draw your attention to verse number 18. What you're going to find there in these next few verses is Jesus talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. And it seems as if his interest and probably the interest of those disciples themselves is to know what is the kingdom of God. When you you say that, Jesus, what is it that you mean? And what I want you to notice as we go through this passage is Jesus does not walk over to a map and say, let me show you the kingdom of God. He doesn't doesn't take them to a map because the kingdom of God is not a geographical kingdom. It doesn't have boundaries the way that our nations have boundaries. He doesn't take them to different flags and say, "Here's here's a flag of Israel. Here's a, here's a flag of the United States. This is the flagship of the kingdom of God. It's not a national kingdom. It's not designed to be that way. He doesn't even come up with different little icons and say, uh, look, at this, look at this symbol. This is, this is what symbolizes the kingdom of God. He doesn't use a, <laughs> you know, he doesn't use a, a red elephant or a blue donkey to try to describe what the kingdom of God is like, because it's not a political kingdom. It's not a social kingdom. It's not a club kingdom. It's not anything that you may be able to define in those kinds of terms that we may be used to when we think about the term kingdom. Instead, what you find is Jesus asking this question, what then shall I liken the kingdom of God to? He says that in verse number In verse number 18, what is the kingdom of God like? To what shall I compare it? In fact, if you'll skip down to verse number 20, he asks the same thing. It says, again he said, to what shall I liken the kingdom of God? So what I want you to see first of all today is that Jesus depicted the kingdom of God for them. He depicted it for them. He showed them what it would look like. He showed them a picture of what the kingdom of God would be. Not a map, not an icon, not a flag, not any of those kinds of things. Instead, to be able to say, 
what is it like, and to give them some illustrations. In verse number 19, he answers that question that he first asked in verse number 18, and he says this, what's the kingdom of God like? It is like a mustard seed. It's like a mustard seed. We would say one illustration is from the forest. It's from the forest. It's a mustard seed that grows up to be a tree. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I think of mustard, first of all, I think of the yellow stuff, right? Then I think about the mustard greens, those little small plants. And then I look in this passage and I say, how is it that a bird could nest in a mustard green plant? You know, how could, it, how could it nest in a bush like that? Well, what you discover over in that part of the world is we may think of mustard as greens or, or even maybe like a bush, but they have greens or they have mustard that grows into a mighty tree that stands tall and that stands strong. And sure enough, Jesus is right where birds will come and make their nest. So one of the illustrations that Jesus gives is from their forest. He says, it's like... A mustard seed. And then he goes on, he says, it's also, in verse number 21, it's like leaven. So one illustration is from the forest, the other illustration is from their food. He's taking things that they understand, that they know, that's very common, very ordinary, and saying, those things that you're used to seeing, that's what the kingdom of God is like. That's what it's like. I don't know about those disciples, but I know if that's all that I get out of Jesus, out of these passages, what's the kingdom of God like? It's like a mustard seed and it's like leaven. But I'm scratching my head because I'm not sure I really understand what it is that Jesus is saying about the kingdom of God. So what is it really? When, I mean, Jesus depicts it for them. He gives us a picture of what it might be like, but But what is it? It is the rule and the reign of God. (laughs) That's it. That's it. It's the rule and the reign of God. The kingdom of God is where He rules and where He reigns. It may mean then that we're talking about your own heart. It may mean that we're talking about the church collectively. It may be then that we're talking about the world. It may then be talking about eternity. It is where Jesus rules, where Jesus reigns. All right? So he gives them a picture. He depicts for them the kingdom of God. But secondly, what I want you to see today is that he described the kingdom of God. Whew! I'm glad for that. I'm glad for a little bit more explanation. I'm I'm, I'm ready for Jesus to expand on what he means by these two pictures of a little bitty mustard seed and a little bit of leaven that gets hidden inside the bread. Let's go back to the mustard seed for a moment. He says in verse number 19, It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and put in his garden, And it grew and became a large tree, and the birds of the air nested in its branches. All right, then. That's what the kingdom of God's like. It's like gardening. (laughs) It's It's like a tree. It's like a tree where birds are. I'm not sure that I still fully understand. 
All right? So he gives us the second example, right? All right, let's go back down to it then. Let's go to verse number 21. After he says again, to, to what again then shall I liken the kingdom of God? What's well, like leaven, he says, which a woman took and hid it in three measures of meal till it was all leavened, until it became a big loaf. All right, if you're scratching your head the way I scratch my head, let me give you these three things out of this passage today. I want you to understand the kingdom of God. I want you to be a part of the kingdom of God. I want you to be active in the kingdom of God. So as Jesus describes what the kingdom of God is like, I would say it this way, the appearance of his kingdom may seem insignificant. I think that's the point. I think that's the point of Jesus pulling out what is one of the very smallest seeds in all of the world and, and then a portion of a recipe that you really can't see, that you really can't pull out, that you really can't point to and say, well, that's it in this bread. He, he pictures for them things that are small. Let me tell you something, that's not the way that we do things. Is it? It's not the way that we do things in the world. A king, and after all, a kingdom has to have a king, right? A king in his kingdom does not want to talk about how small his kingdom is. He wants to talk about how big his kingdom is. Remember Solomon? Remember Solomon going and showing that queen of sheep? Showed her everything that he had. He wanted to make sure that he impressed her and she comes away saying, the half has not been told to me about who you are and of what you have. That's what we like to hear. That's what leaders all over the world like to hear. I think about Alexander the Great. By the time that he was Jesus' age at this point, he's conquered the whole known world. As far as he could go east, he conquered it all. As far as he could take them west, he conquered it all. Everything that was known about the world in that period of time, Alexander the Great had taken his troops and conquered everything. In fact, you'll, you'll recall the story of Alexander the Great sitting down and weeping because there were no more lands left to conquer. He had them all. Alexander the Great was arrogant. Alexander the Great was proud. Alexander the Great had accomplished so much in his life. And he made sure that everybody knew it. He wanted everybody to know that the sun never sets on the kingdom of Greece. He wanted everybody to know that all of these other kingdoms, the kingdom of the Persians existed no more because of what he did. He wanted to be sure that you and I would even know that we would feel it as we look through the book of Daniel. Alexander the Great is there. He is one of those levels of that statue that Daniel talks about. Alexander the Great decided that he himself must be a god. In fact, he made that declaration, and within a year, he was dead at 33. 
We have to be careful when we begin to brag about all that we have and all that we have accomplished and all that we can do. Giving no regard and giving no glory to God. I want to tell you something. That's not just a problem of politicians. It's a problem of preachers and it's a problem of churches. Get a group of preachers together and what do they begin to talk about? How big our churches are. Right? And we don't ever sell it short. That's for sure. We say things like, we had almost 200. We had almost 500. You know, we keep going. Let me tell you this. My very first Georgia Baptist convention that I went to, it's 25 or 26 years old, a little punk of a preacher, and, uh, and pastor in Highland Baptist Church there in Griffin. And uh, I, I didn't know anybody. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know any other pastors. I didn't know really anybody that was there at the convention. I had one friend that was there and I kind of hung out with him. And so he's standing in a group of his friends and they're, they're talking together and I'm just kind of standing there quiet and, uh, and they're not paying me any attention, you know, <laughs> rightly so. They're not paying me a bit of attention, but they're talking about their churches and they're talking about how big their churches are and they're talking about all these things that their churches are doing and, you know, and I'm going, Ugh. you know, so, so anyway, finally somebody turns to me and says, how about you? How about your church? And so I said, well, last year we ran about 2,500. <gasps> now they're interested. Now they want to talk. You know, well, man, how, tell me about this church. I said, well, we ran about 50 every week. <laughs> they suddenly didn't want to talk to me anymore. I, I don't understand. It's what we do, isn't it? We ourselves are so filled with pride. We want everybody to know that we're successful. We want everybody to know that we are somebody. And Jesus says the kingdom of God may appear to be insignificant. Nobody would talk like that. No prophet would talk like that. No preacher would talk like that. No king would talk like that. But that's how Jesus talks. It tells me that the way that Jesus runs the kingdom is far different than anything that you and I would do if we were in charge of the kingdom. How we run our churches, how we run our homes, how we run our businesses. We want everything to be bigger and better. Jesus says, my kingdom is like a tiny little mustard seed. You know, when talking about insignificance, it's not just about size. I think that's really what Jesus is pointing to in this passage. It's not just about size. Because he compares it to a mustard seed and not the whole world, we tend to think that it doesn't matter. In, in our programming, we have been attuned to those who do talk about the bigger and the better. So we're not drawn to mustard seeds. We're not drawn to leaven. And the kingdom of God seems to be an insignificant factor to us. If the kingdom seems insignificant then the king usually seems insignificant. 
We don't give Him the attention. We don't give Him the glory. We don't give Him the credit that He deserves in so many areas. Think about the number of times that, <clears throat> that a man is confronted in the Bible by someone saying, does it seem to you like a small thing? A small thing to dishonor the Lord? Does it seem like a small thing to be disobedient? And too many times for us it is. I want you to know something. The kingdom of God is not insignificant. And it may be pictured as a mustard seed. It may be pictured as leaven. There's far more to it than that, isn't there? Just like there is in the mustard seed. You ever seen a mustard seed? It's so small, I would, I, I would, try, to, I would try to make it for you up here, but it's, it's too small for me to show you. Yet inside that mustard seed is the power to become a tree. Inside of that leaven is the ability to rise into a loaf. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim shares a conclusion to the message from Luke chapter 13 verses 18 through 21 entitled The Kingdom of God. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BrittDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.